Hello everybody and welcome to episode three of our podcast, The Cloyd Cast. And today you're listening to myself, Mrs Edmonds. And James Nash Rogers. And I'm a year six pupil. Um, and me, Brandon Hand, and I'm a year six pupil. Lovely. And today it's a bit of a special because we're focusing on um, something that we've been doing in Cloyd recently. Um, so we've got a special guest today, guys. Who is it? Mr Salway. It's Mr Salway. Welcome, Mr Salway. Hello, everyone. How are you all? All good? Yeah. Yeah. You so, sorry, go on, James. Uh, you good? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah. Um, so, we've got a few questions to ask you, Mr. Salway, all based around what we've been doing lately. So, oh, guys, take it away. Would you like to go first, Brandon? Okay, thanks. Um, what actually is the pop-up shop? Ah, uh, yes, we've been doing the pop-up shop recently, haven't we? And you guys have been involved as well, as of all the juniors in the school and uh, the year two pupils and all the children right down the nursery have been taking part. So the clue is in the name, it's a pop-up shop, a shop that we pop up anywhere, OK? Oh. So you might have been here a couple of years ago and we had a pop-up shop down in by Carithan Cross and we had our own little shop that we went to and we rented, uh, we paid a little bit of rent and we organised it that. So it's a shop where children can sell their products, have a go at work in there, um, getting some life experiences, is, link, links really well with the new curriculum because a new curriculum is encouraging people to be more creative and enterprising as well. So I think that really helps you guys and I think it's quite fun. But this year we didn't do it in the usual place because when we went there it was very busy and full there. So we had in two new venues and it was more like a pop-up shop because we had it in two different places. First of all we had it in the children's centre and we popped up the shop there then closed it back down after two days and we opened it up mm-hmm. then in Cornerstone Church, popped up there for two days, closed it back down and moved it back to children's centre so it gave people to go to different venues closer to home so they haven't got so far to walk so really interesting um, for you guys I think and a lot of planning went in for me as well but uh, that's what a pop-up shop is a shop that pops up anywhere awesome so how long does it take to plan well, it does take longer than you might realise because, first of all, we had to make sure the venue was okay, like I mm-hmm. said, and we went to the previous venue and um, it was full of stuff and we thought we're never going to get this place ready. So we had to make sure we had the venues organised, make sure everyone was happy. We had to write risk assessments, especially with everything going on in the world, isn't it? So we had to make sure all that was covered. We had to then make sure that you guys have done work to sell in the shop, so you need time to create and make all the resources and, and products to sell. Um, you know how long you probably um, had to do uh, um, to make your things. You were given certain times. You didn't just knock them together in a day, did you? You had to no. go through your planning process, your making process as well. So these are sort of things you had to do. So all that's then has to, once it's all been done, we have to then go down to the shop and set up the shop. So it takes a lot of staff then, and, and some of the children went down and helped move the furniture, the tables, set them all up, put all the products on display, because you don't want it to go in and look like a jumbo sale, you want it to look like a professional shop, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So a lot of work's gone into it, it does take a lot of time, yeah. And it's coordinating like the whole school, isn't it? Because we're all yeah. involved. It's actually a lot of people to plan and organise and timetables everywhere. And... Yeah, well, definitely timetables. We had to make sure that different children were in the shops at different days, wouldn't it? So you only had a little slot per class there and make sure your parents only go on that day to make sure it follows all health and safety rules that we'd planned in the risk assessment. So there's a lot of things that you might not realise, but I know a lot of the children got involved in that because my own class, the children in there, they were creating their own timetable and what slot they were given. So I gave them times and they chose when they were working in there. So I try and get the children involved as much as possible because the shop is for you it's not yeah. for us isn't it so yeah really good so what actually is involved in planning so we go through the, the list of things then so you've got to find your venue was the first thing mm-hmm. right so once we make sure we've got the venue we've got to make sure we've got the products 
right? And that's down to all the class teachers as well. And that involved um, ordering frames and things because you all did your artwork as well, didn't you? So to sell, um, ordering other resources that you needed. So my class was doing clay and your class, they made different things as well, didn't they? So you had to make sure all that was there and setting up the shop, making the timetables, as we said. And then we had to put banners outside and encouraging people to go and, and publicising the shop as well, putting on Twitter, uh, making sure all the parents knew and letters when it would be open and when their child would go so they could go those days. So there's a lot of work gone into it, but uh, I think it was worthwhile. What do you think? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I found it very fun, uh, to be honest, because um, it was such a good experience. I wish we could do something like this again. Uh, yeah. And are we? Uh, potentially we could do it we've done before and we've done Swansea Market before as well so we've been down there selling things as well um, we've done stuff in Castle Gardens linked with other schools in Swansea Ooh. they've all done big events as well I think Brandon you've done them before with me as well I mean, two years ago we were done Castle Gardens so yeah it's, I think it's really the way the curriculum is moving it really helps you guys see all the work that's being done and get involved and enjoy it but while learning but you don't realise you're learning because it's fun isn't it yeah. yeah what did you make in your classes <laughs> Uh, well, I um, made jellyfish, uh, and we got... Uh, jellyfish art, is it? Yeah. So basically, first of all, we got a piece of paper, and we drew what our ideas were, and we looked at different photos of uh, jellyfish that were already drawn uh, to get an idea in our head of what we would like to do. Um, and then once we sketched it out, uh, we got onto this uh, kind of like black piece of paper, and we used these felt pens type of things. They were cool, weren't they? They caused us yeah. to do it. Everyone wanted the pens. Mm. Um, and yeah, that was such a good experience. That, um, because they looked professional, didn't they? Because yes. we took time. And then you yeah. sold them like an art gallery. Mm. Amazing. Brandon, what did your class make? We was learning about the same thing, but we also made um, word art oh, with yeah. the things we like. And and we used, we added in a thing. Yeah. And then we sold it for the pop-up shop. And then my parents bought it, which really made me proud. Lovely. Oh, that's good. And that's the main bit about it, is making sure your parents yeah. feel... And you feel proud, and your parents are really pleased that you're doing it. So they, they love... Everyone, everyone's mum and dad or whoever loves buying their children's work, don't they? It's basically a win-win. Exactly, yeah. it is, yeah. And it all raises money for the school as well, doesn't it? What happens with the money in? Right, so we've done pop-up shops for a number of years now, haven't we? So uh, one of the things you might have noticed, that originally we only had one minibus, so we ended up buying a second minibus with money we've raised before. And I don't know if I should be telling you this, but I'm making a bit of an announcement now, aren't I? The money we've well, raised exclusive. this year, and a bit of an exclusive year, yeah. <laughs> so the money we've raised this year, yeah. right, is going towards some goals that are going up on the top yard, and it's got like a basketball hoop in it, and all sorts of multi-purpose type goals, and they're going to oh. be there for you playtimes and lunchtimes, so oh, that's right? good, that's good. So yeah, um, it shows you all your hard work pays off, and that's part of what we want you to realise is you've got this work ethic, you're working hard, you're making things, you're selling the things yourself, you're encouraging people to go, and good hard work pays good rewards. And then yeah. you'll get rewarded for it now because you'll have nice fun things to do at playtime as well. Well, the yeah. minibuses have, they have been an absolute godsend, haven't they? Because that yeah. saved us on paying for travel, we've been able to nip out 
you know, at last minute things or nip to the shop to, you know, do some maths work that way. So the minibuses have been amazing. Exactly. And now this, this will, well, the children will love that. And again, the, the reason we're doing it, like, is proving that that hard work does pay off. And the, like I said, the minibuses, and I think all the parents are happier because it's costing a lot less to go on trips as well now because we haven't got to pay for the big coaches. And we've got lots of members of staff trained up in school to drive the minibuses. So it makes it a lot easier. And now I'm sure you're going to be really pleased at play times when this comes on as well. Mm. And of course, being in the junior yard, all the children even in the foundation phase when they come up to the juniors they'll get to experience them because they're going to be cemented into the ground they're going to be proper ones that can't mm. be moved and, and solid for the school yeah oh, brilliant if you yeah. mind me asking what have you two been making for the pop-up shop Ooh, okay oh, nice Brandon. question uh so in my class we made wildlife encouraging reindeer dust so you know at christmas time lots of people sprinkle glitter on the ground oh, to yeah. in, show the reindeers where to land um and my class were thinking, oh, I know it'd be really nice to make something that's sustainable and good for the environment while still encouraging the reindeer and showing the reindeer where to land. So we had a little think and we looked at lots of um, like eco-friendly products and we came up with the wildlife encouraging reindeer dust, which when you sprinkle it, not only is it magical and shows Santa the way, but it brings flowers and encourages wildlife, feeds the birds and the hedgehogs and things like that. Oh, lovely. Well, our topic is Masterpiece. So we've been doing loads of fun things around Masterpiece this, this term. So the children have been going down the beach and sketching the art and things. So when we were doing our paintings to sell, they've done landscape paintings and things like that. And then we thought, sticking with Masterpiece, we'll use some clay work as well. And I like the Christmas gonks, and a lot of the children made Christmas gonks out of clay. But some children, I didn't restrict them. They could do what they wanted. A couple of children made Christmas trees. Someone even made a cactus with a bunny on it out of clay. And someone made a mug. So I let them them do whatever they want linked with the masterpiece as well and then the other thing then we did some reindeer slices as well so we sort of had a christmas tree decoration a slice of wood and uh, hot glue guns and things on as well and then we went got the children to do a bit of market research went around the classes asked how much people would pay for them because you've got to price things right so it's teaching the children you can't go selling that for 20 pound even though you'd get more money for it because no one would buy it mm -hmm. so you want to make sure but you also need to encourage the children to realize that if it's too cheap Oh, you don't make any money, you lose money. That's not a good uh, work ethic to have either, is it? So you've got to no. make sure that you plan it all right and get the balance all right, yeah? Um, I actually have my own question. Okay. okay. Um, how difficult is it actually um, to... Uh, so you know when you buy um, the rent one, I'm yeah. pretty sure. That's the one I know most about. So uh, you know there's lots of stuff in there, or there's no stuff. Uh, about moving all of the things that we made into there... How difficult is setting everything up? Basically? Well, it can be it's hard when we're in the big shop. I see what you mean when we're talking about the first shop we did, we did. Mm -hmm. Is there's a lot of shelving there, so we've got to make sure we fill all that shelving, and that and that is one of the hardest things to do is making sure there's constant stock, because if yeah. everyone buys everything on the first day, suddenly it doesn't look like a pop up shop anymore. It looks like a closed down shop, getting rid of a, a few things, isn't it? So we're trying <laughs> to encourage people to come to the shop by putting new stock in. So I think when you guys were making things, they weren't in the shops on Monday, Tuesday. They were only in there when you were in. There. So they kept a fresh sort of load of stock items coming into the shop all the time. Hmm. And it does take time setting it all up. But then when there's gaps, that's part of your job. You had to organise, set them up yourselves, especially if you were one of the first groups in the other day. You had to make sure it was all laid out ready for customers to see. And you would have probably found out when things were selling, you were bringing things back up and putting them at the front. So you're keeping the cycle going so making sure there's lots hmm. of stock there as well. Can I ask, what do you two like guys like about the shop? Oh, well, um, first of all, I absolutely loved the work experience and I'm so proud of myself. Um, kind of like what Brandon said, that my family could see 
um, how much I'm actually like working for it and how proud I am about it. Oh, fantastic. And yeah. it's a good experience for, uh, let's just say, I think you have to be 16 to get some jobs. Like you would already have an experience of yeah. what it's actually like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have a bit of an idea and it, you won't be maybe so nervous or anything like that when you get a job. Yeah, good. Brandon? Yeah, it makes me really proud. Um, it makes me, my parents, know how good I am at maths. and. <laughs> of course, yeah, you've got a lot of money to do with it. So, like, the change as well, because we didn't take card, it all had to be cash, didn't it? So, you had to, you had to work up the change and things as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what do you like about it? Well, I just like seeing all of you guys working hard and, and enjoying the experience, I think, as well. I think it was really useful. Um, thing to do. So yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Right. So we can't let Mr. Salway get off lightly now because all the other teachers have been quizzed because we want to know: Are you smarter, smarter than, than a ten-year-old? Oh no! I thought we weren't doing this. It caught me oh, off guard. Now. Can't let you get away with it, Mr. Salway. So the boys are going to ask you some questions that they've come up with mm. to see if Mr. Salway is smarter than a ten-year-old. Who's going to start, guys? James, do you want to go on, then, James? Uh, sure. So, what is 25% of 200? Well, I'm glad you started with a mask a question, being a mask coordinator. <laughs> so, 50% would be half of 200, so that would be 100. So, then 25% would be half of that again, so it would be 50%. Uh, 50. 50. 50. Yeah. <laughs> Just 50, yeah, no percent. Right, Fourth planet from the sun. Oh, um, right, okay, I haven't done planets for a while. So you've got Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, and that's the one that the people are exploring at the moment because it's the closest one there to Earth, isn't it? So that'll be Mars. I can do that one, yeah, I can do that one. Oh, this is going good so far. Okay, this is kind of a different question to do with literacy. Uh, What is the capital city of Austria? Oh, Austria. Oh, that's got to be Vienna, that one has, is it? Yes. Oh, I'm glad I got that one right. What is five colours in Welsh? Oh, right, okay, we'll go name for... Name five colours in Welsh. Yeah, right. <laughs> Do I have to say them in Welsh as well, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. We'll go for cork, uh, glass, melon, let's do some hard yeah. ones now, pink and oren. Oh, <laughs> well done. Oh, so now we've got a bit of a riddle. So we haven't really done a riddle with anyone before. Oh, a before, riddle, okay. Okay, I shave every day, but my beard stays the same. What am I? Shave every day, but my beard stays the same. Come on now, guys. I only teach you three and you're four. That's seven to nine-year-olds. Let me have a think about this now. I shave well, every day. Don't forget that you're like a hundred or something. I'm not a oh, hundred. You're doing so well. You were. <laughs> right. Um, oh, I, I don't think I know this one. I shave every day, but my beard is still long. Should we give him a clue? Yeah, give me a clue. So what? think of something, someone who shaves every day. Oh, it's not me for sure, is it, guys? <laughs> oh, um, oh, what about a hairdresser or a yes. barber? Yes! yes. Oh, oh, sweating I was there, guys. Time. See, <laughs> see the cogs turning. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Sowers, for being a guest on our podcast. And boys, you were amazing then. You yeah. came up with so many questions on the spot and thinking of your own answers then. So brilliant. That shows me that you really did enjoy the pop-up shop. Um, so thank you everyone for listening again and we will see you next time on The Cloydcast!